0: and welcome everyone to another episode of Talking VTN number 32 for the 1st of September 2011, the first day of spring, I believe, and we have a audience here face to face of the uh, esteemed Michael Coghlan, who has joined us here in Sydney.
1: Hi everybody.
0: And myself, Stephen Ridgway, of course, and to my left, Rose. Rose, Rose Corsanek, and around the table, uh, Robin J. hi everyone, and Melanie Dorian, good evening. Indeed. And online we have...
2: Kerry J. in Adelaide.
3: And Alexander Hayes in Orange, New South Wales, Australia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, well, tonight we'll...
0: Probably going to do a bit of a, a bit of a roundtable catch up initially, just uh, where we're at, anything that um, has uh, moved us or, or uh, disturbed us. And then we, we did have a bit of a a bit of a uh, a bit of a theme in terms of the recent changes that uh, in Google Plus and their endeavour to uh, to enforce uh, authentic identity. And uh, Dana Boyd has written an interesting article around that, and I thought people might be interested in that because it does intersect with uh, the education sector in terms of what are the relative merits or otherwise of having an authentic voice in a social networking space. So perhaps uh, given that uh, you're to the right of me, you might just start with the round table catch-up.
1: I'm really interested in that notion of authentic voice, but do you want to come back to that later and we'll just do a quick round first of all? Well. I'm happy to kind of, you said what's moved or disturbed us. I tend to be in this role recently picking up stuff that kind of goes against everything that we've ever been doing for the last 10 years and I've, I've found another one and it's The Filter Bubble oh. this book by Eli Parissian I think his surname is and I I had to put it down after about 10 pages mm. and just consider right there and then am I going to continue on this internet thing? It freaked me out
0: Yeah,
4: Dana I mean,
1: Boyd mentions that in her article too actually and so I was reading more
4: Can you explain what you mean by filter? I think I know but I'd like to be sure.
1: Well the whole push on the internet with the big companies, Google, Facebook, and a whole lot of others behind the scenes who you don't even know about, mm. is what they call personalisation. Yes. And that's personalisation of services. And the net result of this is that you get to see an internet which is yours only. Yes, and it's right. different to what Robin sees. Yes. It's different to what someone living across town sees. Yes. And so it's creating this impression that, uh, will reinforce your own attitudes yeah it will, and the echo chamber effect has is in, in real danger of becoming an even stronger reality and I just read a little while ago just an hour or so ago it 's what 's interesting if you look at it in the historical context is once upon a time the mass media was such a small thing that it was uh, it was very much for the a selected few, and then the printing revolution happened and it became mass media, it became broadcast and we're actually moving back to something where broadcasting is becoming narrow casting and it's personalized yeah. and Yeah, so that's it in a nutshell, but it's much more complex and worrying than that. But and
5: it, it is complex because at the same time you've got people talking about content curation and hmm. and there's two thoughts I have about that. And one is they're calling They're using the word curation for something that often is not curation, but just, you know, collecting. And it's also how you frame stuff. So the filter, you know, the personalisation is also a good thing as well as a bad thing, just like everything else that we've ever encountered on the internet.
1: Yeah, what I was kind of making a mental checklist with while I was reading this stuff on the way up here was that, well, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a bad thing. So this process has actually got... Yeah, but there are some good results mm. out of it, but a lot of it is not so good. Mm. And I thought it would be a good idea to go through that book and, and just list them.
5: And I'm sure what you're talking about then will come up in this conversation anyway, because that has a, a direct relationship to identity and that kind of okay. stuff. Mm. Mm. Very much so. Mm. Mm. Uh
0: What's disturbed me and what's uh, what's uh, what's moved me? Made uh, you laugh, Smile. What made you smile? Uh, look, you know, there's a well, I don't know. I mean, there's an iPhone five around the corner, and uh, you know, I've I've, I've been I spent now probably a couple of months with my iPad, uh, but I also spent we also spent about three weeks. Uh, off the grid in terms of ADSL, we, we moved out. So we, we, we actually didn't have high-speed internet for about three weeks here in the house. And that was actually, although we had the iPads and the iPhones on 3G, as content creators, there was this real sense in which you were you really needed bandwidth. You couldn't upload it into YouTube. You couldn't put anything on Flickr. You certainly couldn't put a podcast up. So you were really into this sort of um, mode of, Minimalism. Uh, minimalism, sort of just really as a consumer of the web, which, you know, in a way it made you realise just how the iPad is so designed for that because it, it worked really sweetly, uh, reading my blogs, making a tweet, making a uh, a post. Um, but you want to do any serious uh, content creation and you couldn't do it. So that that, that was an interesting experience, I think. Mm-hmm.
4: So you didn't decide to go cold turkey, in, like in the shallows, like... No. Turn it all off. Turn it all mm. off.
1: No, no, I couldn't do that. was so. like being back on dial-up.
0: In a way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Went well. You dial-up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, of course, you know, well, I mean, I have Telstra on the on the iPad, so it's actually halfway decent. So God help me if I'd been on Vodafone, but, um, <laughs> it, you know, it wasn't too bad.
5: Well what's been pissing me off this week is um, the way real life is replicating what you've just said and I look at the new the national training system and the way I keep getting newsletters that talk about the new national training system which so it seems like every year there's sort of more change but it seems to me that there are more and more and more superstructures and committees and all that sort of stuff and increasingly or decreasingly active participation by the end users, all the actual participants and workers in that system, and not just the training system, but all this stuff with the Labor Party at the moment and Liberal. It just seems to me that public life doesn't include the public anymore, and all the decision making is just being sucked into a funnel where I don't know who's making decisions and designing things, but they're not doing very good jobs. So I probably shouldn't have said that in public, but that's what's bothering me. So well, anyone right. who can follow these systems is a genius. You, like. you can say what you like.
1: Oh, that
5: was Robin
2: yeah. Jay who just said that.
5: Dubber, <laughs> <joba>, <laughs> <laughs> so It sort of interests me that we're talking, you know, so um, when Stefan was talking about sort of content creation and, you know, everyone talks about the web, how it's participatory and all that sort of stuff, real life is is less and less participatory as far as I can see. So, that's what I'm thinking about this week. Mm. Um,
6: this is the real. Rob and Jane. <laughs> um, I guess what's concerned me a little bit in the work that I'm doing at the moment is the um, the quality of work and the quality of writing by our professional peers. It's uh, concerning me a bit because I've spent the last few weeks proofreading. <laughs> <laughs> that has been an in- interesting experience. But spelling um, doesn't matter anymore. It's got nothing to do with spelling. <laughs> nothing to do with spelling. It's functional illiteracy. And, and, on, a, and then on the good side, I've, um, I've had a wonderful time uh, in my ceramics and, and just still just loving Flickr. And I, and I think what I love about Flickr is is the just kind of normal connections that that you can make through interests that you have around the world, and and you know it just Flickr just goes on and on. It's just just such a wonderful platform. I think.
1: Couldn't agree more. And I have a bit of a Flickr story to tell later. Some of you may have caught, but who are these people that that you've been proofreading? Students, adults—you're not allowed to
5: saying not not see. in
1: an, a an adult <laughs> education organization. Oh yes.
5: Okay. Mm. And and look, you know, they
6: they they all the ideas and stuff are great, but you know, just in terms of usability and readability, and um, you know, grammar and and the. Um, the way that things are presented to be most usable from a user's perspective, I think, is is a bit disappointing, I found. And I spent a lot of time reconstructing sentences so that they actually made sense. Disappointing? This is Melanie. Hi. Um,
4: I think the thing that made me really happy this week was that we have... Set a date. Well, I've set a date tentatively for an end of year conference for the framework, um, which is not confirmed yet by our new flag representative, who is Jay Waters, because Simon has uh, moved to a new position in deck and he was unable to take the role with him. So um, Jay Waters, who's um, was the senior manager of Simon, and has now taken on the role, and supported ably by Jenny Batten, as some of you might know, who was a flexible learning leader many years ago. So Jenny's got a, a pretty good background on the um, on the framework. So that's, But what made me happy was the fact that for the mooted conference, I was able to secure John Buchanan, um, Head of Workforce Development Unit at Sydney University, research at Sydney University, as our keynote speaker. So I was... Really excited about that because he's a fantastic um, presenter and I think we'll get the conference off to a really good start. So that was the good thing. The bad thing was that I was asked to look at a piece of online learning that had been um, partially funded by the department through a special program to only discover that the whole thing was text-based in in WordPress with nary a picture to be found, not even a diagram. Um, no interactivity and that students were required to download and print off an assessment form and ticket and email and then email email it back to their supervisor for marking. So that was a little bit disappointing. And I was then asked to give advice on how they might persuade the person who created this to change it. And I don't think they're going to have a lot of luck. But, um, yeah, so that was a bit
6: funny. Sentences were perfect.
4: He, yes he has a, an entertaining <laughs> if somewhat oh, arcane
5: style of
1: everything Robin.
5: however i mean there would be context where that is perfectly fine it may be fine and yes. the people who it's and been designed for learning. well the company
4: the organization that it, it has been designed are very happy with it so we'll
5: see what happens mm. so but well, how about our virtual hairy colleagues what's happening in your world
2: well it's it, it's funny i i've, I've Sort of had an experience that mirrors um, Stefan's in a way. Um, I, I hurt my um, neck, back, and shoulders um, in a in a long-term sort of way, oh. um, and I'm having to cut down on my internet time quite a bit. And for a couple of weeks, I I couldn't use the net. I couldn't I couldn't sit in front of a computer after work. I and even at work, the pain was just. Amazing, and having to revert back to being a content consumer was driving me batty. <laughs> I can't just I, I can't just sit and and watch something or read something. I, I just wanted to be typing and writing and and. And editing and commenting and I found that was really interesting about myself that um, I felt so disconnected by having to go back to passive consumerism and I don't think I could ever go back there again.
4: It's an interesting perspective. I'm sorry to hear about your injury, Carrie.
2: Thank you Um, and ironically um, I had to drop my um, my course on accessibility and um, universal design because all the materials are in text. All the
5: assignments are... a bit ironic. That is totally <laughs> ironic. It's funny to say that because I've been um, well, I've been trying to get rid of several hundred books and of course I've just started reading them all instead of getting rid of them. <laughs> and I've rediscovered my love of long text so I've been reading long, long, long... Hmm? Why are you going to Who's that author? What's his name? But, um, In his book?
2: I but one thing I've, i found is there was there were no other options. Mm. The, the entire course was downloading and reading PDFs. Oh no, no. PDF I, after PDF.
5: No, I wasn't responding to you. I think that's. Appalling that your course in accessibility and is it's that's that's the opposite of what I said about what Mel was saying with text. No, yeah. so I was referring to you being off the grid and how I've actually been off the grid, but I've been finding it um, really wonderful to sit and read a book for a chapter at a time without stopping every few minutes to swat a fly or you know say something <laughs> on
2: Twitter. Well, you do th- you do rediscover your focus and I, I um. I, I think I'd already sort of gone through that in, in taking my course last semester. Um, yes. Learning to unplug and then come back to it. But I found after reading a couple of chapters, I wanted to talk to somebody about themes. Yes. And <laughs> Paul's got work to do. He, he was <laughs> securing me wine anyway. <laughs> but a win I had this week um, was I had. Um, Uh, the first meeting of our community of practice that we're forming at the organization at which I work. Good one. And faces lit up. I mean, I, I talked about, um, I borrowed heavily from Nancy White's book on, um, you know, basically what a community practice is, what, you know, some of the things that you want to achieve with a community of practice, and then some of the outside tools that um, we could use to bring information in and share it with each other. And this one lady who, um, a couple of meetings ago, had told me that all these changes in technology were scaring her, called me today and was raving about how wonderful Digo was. And when could she get that damn plug-in on her Internet Explorer? No. So, I, I had to break it to our IT guys that there's going to be about 25 people
1: who are going to want to plug in. You seems
0: to have lost your volume a bit there, uh, Kerry. Oh, I'm sorry you,
2: about you
1: that. You got very faint.
0: She might have accidentally. you yeah. still there, Alex? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it is, it is Kerry's issue. It's fun to check Thank there. Oh, well, it's
3: everyone's issue, but it's Kerry's. Rela- Kerry's
6: mic. Kerry. So, over to you, Alex.
3: <laughs> well, I've uh, just probably four hours ago um, managed to escape the um, the chilly climes of Orange Base Hospital. I, uh, I have acute iritis in my left eye, um, speaking of human-made <coughs> anomalies, and um, I, I'm putting prednisone drops into my eye. I have I'm my left d- eye I'm closed. I'm that as we speak.
6: It's an in inflammation of the iris.
3: That's good. Oh, the the colored, the colored part of your eye. I had a, I had a bout of it in 2004 and was hospitalised for a week with it. So Is this painful? time around, it's very painful. It's where the iris, oh. um, where you, your, eye becomes atrophied and it's. I blame it on preparing this abstract um, for, <laughs> for I'll see your pictures. They don't look pretty. Oh. That's right, I've got... um you, you have know, acute or chronic? Um, acute. Okay. Which is, it's rapid onset and it stays for a period of time.
6: Chronic just means it doesn't
3: cost. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. <so laughs> how
4: long does it last for, Alex? Uh,
3: it lasts for as long as I have my eye open reading italic <laughs> 11 point Times New Roman alignment justified single spacing
2: <laughs> abstracts.
3: <laughs> Um, that's easily fixed <laughs> That's it. There's. so
0: no, you you chose a study of inquiry which was about the eye, about the panoptic eye.
3: Panoptic. That's correct. It and, manifests uh, a sort of active <clears throat> resistance against looking. Speak. It's quite uh, uncanny. Like somatic
0: reaction against your study. Mm, what does yeah. Bath say? Mm. We we study what we feel or desire.
3: We do. I agree with that, and I'll I'll put, I'll put in a link here just to. That bears witness to what's actually happening.
6: I think I think we're privileged to have you here tonight. Mm. Yeah,
3: you. So I have one eye closed with an eye patch over it. Uh, <laughs> it's not affecting dulcet tones.
2: Uh,
5: do you have a pirate? Play- I mean, do you have a 19 Talk Like a Pirate Day. So try to <laughs> stay sick until then.
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll try my sick. So what I what I Make that's on part. that's on the human frailty end, on the actual on the worrisome end of things that are occurring is that when I travel between this country existence and that of the city, I pass through uh, multitudes of, you know, um, sort of banks of different types of cameras. And I've been paying particular attention to two new sets of cameras that have come in uh, between uh, the sort of um, top end of Lithgow through to the uh, first entry into Bathurst. They're known as bank ANPR cameras, and they've had a horrific effect in the UK. They're known as average speed cameras, but they don't just measure average speed. They measure everything, number plate recognition, heat sensing, a whole range of different things in there. Heat sensing, why? Uh, they track things like humans that have been um, <laughs> locked in boots of cars. Um can. Well, Um, Why would you need to
5: track every single boot in the country to find one
3: body? That's the point. That's the point, yeah. Um, They're sort of like a bank of cameras. Uh, If you look up ANPR and have a look at them, they've been approved for use everywhere. Essentially, there are about eight cameras all in a row, and they all have different purposes like license plates, heat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some say facial recognition, but I doubt it. Uh, there's also acoustic cameras on the road going down into your town of Wollongong.
5: Yeah, that's because of the trucks.
3: And trucks and so on. Yeah. There's, yeah, that's something that's come to my attention on a machine level. And that just this afternoon, I've heard that I've failed to secure employment as a trainer-assessor with the Acadia Minds. Um, I spoke of communities of practice. I spoke of network learning. I spoke of um, not answering the same question twice because you had a body of frequently asked questions that, that were built in a collaborative team-based environment. Didn't
5: of, anybody coach you about this? <laughs> That's I, not I, what you say I at an interview Alex. with the Minds. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I removed everything back to year 10. Moodle, Uh, um,
5: PDF, quiz. Moodle, No, no, no. Uh, Safety, induction.
3: So um, I failed miserably on that one. I do do have to drive to Wagga Wagga to meet with uh, Professor Michael Kelp, who runs the Flexible Learning Institute for the whole of Charles Sturt University on Monday. Um, in blended and flexible learning.
6: Good luck um, with that. Yeah.
3: He um, has agreed to co-supervise my um, doctorate uh, from the educative from arrangement side of things, which is good because I've needed that. I've got an information systems kind of focus, but there, I've needed to try and tee this in with educative arrangement. And um, in summary, it's been nine horrible weeks of unemployment.
6: At the same time, Alex, I, I, I can tell you this through experience that you wouldn't have enjoyed that job in the mines and you've got to actually look after your soul. Mm. And, and, and it would be soul destroying for you to work in that kind
3: of
5: environment, I think.
3: <laughs> That's it. When I did ask them about their learning management... It's, you're system, better off so being unemployed.
5: <laughs> what, what about your supervisor guy from Walga? Surely he'd have some work, wouldn't he?
3: Well, part of part of being there, I suppose, is to meet him for the, the one special hour and impress upon him what I have done and what I haven't done and what I'd like to do. I've got some one or two good contacts up in... Orange, but there is no education faculty except in Bathurst, and the main flexible learning side of things and mobile learning environment is situated in Wagga or Albury-Wodonga.
5: Surely, of all work areas, that would be the one area that responds to telecommuting, surely.
3: Well, it's (laughs) interesting because the main mandate or forte of CSU has always been flexible learning delivery, and so um, what I'm keen to do is also take that a little bit, a little step further, but I've found it's very important to have some form of physical collegiaship such as yourselves to be able to uh, bounce ideas and, and, you know, make this a real thing rather than just an abstract inquiry. Mm-hmm. And as Michael well knows, on the business front, there has been substantial changes in what I've endeavoured to do and, and prepared to do ethically. Mm. Um, and I find myself in a very, very compromising situation at the moment. Mm. And I'm, I'm very annoyed about that. I'm very annoyed because I, I really am very, very interested in rich media production, what it means in the whole context of mobility and learning and so on. So that's where things are at.
6: It's interesting, mm-hmm. Alex, what you say about that that disconnection thing, and uh, and I guess I know it's no, you know, it's not going to help the way that you're feeling about that. But you don't have to be geographically removed to feel that. I felt like that when I was at UNSW, mm-hmm. that I was totally removed from my communities. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm and yeah uh, I feel for you, I know exactly how how you're feeling
1: Alex, just to go back to the soul thing a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago you posted a couple of photographs of things like leaves and lawn and things natural with little poems underneath they were Mm -hmm. they were what, sorry? they were beautiful the photos were lovely and the words were just, they were soulful and I just smiled when I read them I mean I know it's it's coming from a different place but it's a it's that other you which it's, we know is there, and they were lovely. I think you should do more of it. Yeah, it seems to.
3: Art, art seems to occur out of uh, disquiet, as some people say. You know, in the of dark. The wild, space, all great beautiful. art stems from sadness. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> so, Sad but true.
6: Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're, there some part of a
3: realisation, a realisation time. Yeah, I mean, I was pouring coffees the other day, or we attempting to and washing dishes and gardening and you know it's i'm not averse to doing things to earn money that's not a not a problem what i am averse to is um the non-thinkingness of some of it you know and it's about, it's just taking your mind off and becoming physical it's a difficult uh, yeah it's tricky yeah tricky well,
2: I,
4: I um i'm sorry to hear about the iritis was oh, that um, and I, I do hope that it clears
3: up quickly. So do I. Otherwise, I won't be employed at all. So <laughs> <laughs> it's um, one eye closed. Yeah. You're going to mouth pirate time. <laughs>
6: Those of us who are mouths celebrate. If, if you supported
4: a, a particular team, you'd always be the you could be the archetypal one eyed supporter.
3: That's right. Yeah, That's the one eyed right. practitioner.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but somebody had to say it. <laughs> well, <laughs> about, there's
3: Many people in many organisations we know that are very one-eyed They <laughs> make it, make it a, uh, you know, an emphasis of doing so. But it's interesting. This whole, you know, I've, been, I've actually, it's quite funny, on a humor, humorous level, I went down to a, a recruitment agency, local recruitment agency, and I was asked to provide a, a printed resume, which I found quite um, <clears throat> a jolly thing to do quite novel. So I actually printed this thing off and eleven pages later I stapled it in the corner and I I turned up to the, the interview and I presented this resume and this chap with horn rim glasses and a, a creaking nineteen eighties um, orange and brown brown uh, wooden arms on the chair looked over the edge of his glasses and said in quite a sort of shrill way. So what are we gonna do with you, boy? <laughs> boy, I
4: must have made you feel good. Dude <laughs> It
3: was ageist, it was everything. And uh,
4: Your youthful appearance.
3: Then he asked he had the hide to ask me to send him an email with that in a word document format. Which I had to do. I had to undo my Google format to actually give him his DOC format to be able for him to be able to read it through his DOC reader. And
5: you do realise the minute you send it, he's just going to print it anyway.
3: (laughs) That's right. That's why he probably print it down. But it's interesting that that uh, it's it's that you there are there are limited places as to where you exist. You know, like golf is bad enough, but holy heck, employment's even. More marginalised, you 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 really are angled as to where you are. I mean, you can't lie, as you know. But how do you factor a resume and say, "No, I've never been to university"?
5: You get in trouble if they find out you did. Mm.
2: Look, That's
5: right. I, I can't believe the anti-intellectualism that is rife right across society. I don't mm. get it at all. Mm. And I used to think it was just a joke, like people were having a linge, but it's real. It's unbelievable. I was in that
1: same, in the the filter bubble book, he's making the same point that the relationship between the media and government is crucial in this debate about issues in society and it's completely crumbled because the media is crumbling.
0: Oh, yes. Well, look at the thing with, with the Murdoch press in the UK.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's absolute yeah. Nadia, I believe, is the word. Mm. But it's people it's worrying me. I mean I hadn't thought about this really until I don't know, it's becoming I'm hearing it more and more, the lack of debate about issues.
5: But this is what I was referring to when I talked about the decrease in participation in public life in public, yeah. and the the way all the decision-making and planning and structuring of programs and all that sort of stuff is increasingly done by fewer and fewer and fewer people. That's the Yeah. Well, it's a dumbing down, really. really? total yeah. dumbing down.
3: Well, here's a scary thing to contemplate. Uh, West Farmers Insurance, as you know, Jane works there, has now decreed that all um, what are known as SOS workers, that's the people who would normally phone and communicate with the client, discuss with the client the nature of their insurance purposes, or and in many cases as they've researched, it, it's actually more of a, a socio kind of connection between these rural communities, um, will be removed and the The uh, all documentation and processing will now be uh, um, uh, what do they call it um, sent to other companies that that are able to outsource into a machine r- readable format where operators only sort of siphon various elements of documentation from one environment to another. So essentially, probably a third of west farmers workforce will be out of work within a couple of years and that's a that's it's just another example of where these technologies are having a profound effect on humans because they are no longer needed in that, in that I capacity. mean
4: the, the scary thing is the, the timing of this in the current and probably for, for the foreseeable future poor economic outlook globally because i can remember there were lots of books around talking about the future of leisure that we were all going to enjoy. That we'd only have to work three days a week because machines would do all the all the drudgery. And this was Bushwara this idealism. was painted as nirvana. You know that we would we would have a wonderful life. We could go play golf or whatever our fancy was. But the trouble is, it's it's not that. It's actually turned into a nightmare of un un or under employment and poverty.
0: Mm. That that the very uh, existence unsustainable. And actually,
6: and actually, a relatively low unemployment rate, mm. despite what else.
5: It's the so people incredible. are on shit money. Like, yeah, almost everyone I know because it's underemployment. 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 It's like and they're on like there are people who are glad to be getting forty thousand dollars a year. I'm meeting people who don't even earn that much mm. in a world where I don't know how anyone would pay rent or do anything on that amount of money. And they're working like 40-40. So the, the, the promise that was there is actually
4: sort of happening, but it's out of sync with the economic basis that it was predicated on, in a sense. So anyway, mm. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking too long from the main topic.
3: Oh no, I think that's totally relevant. I think what I've, as Michael was saying within what he's talking about, the, the retraction or... or um, you know of human contact and where this where this is taking us I'm, I'm looking at wikipedia entries at the moment on technological singularity i don't know if anybody's been or had a look at any of that under Fernavinge or ray <laughs> kurtzweil <line. laughs> my favorite topic
5: <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the kurtzweil singularity idea I'm yeah. to know. Yes.
3: yes. Everyone uh, a hypothetical future emergence of greater than human intelligence that technology is so
5: Googling going on here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sean um what's his Sean It's Gerald, it's Gerald. It's Gerald. Gerald. He way into that about four years ago.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah There's what? a university of singularity around as well. It's sponsored by Google. Yeah. Has anybody
5: heard of that? I mean, maybe this is a good time to get into identity. what yes. isn't sponsored by Google? Like, seriously, yeah, the great guy exactly. Google probably poured my apple juice tonight, for all I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: At least they know that you did.
5: Well, they do know that I did.
4: Well, probably if you would the great
1: God
2: God they apple. Do now. Apple. And they know what brand you like.
5: Mm. Yes. So,
1: Stefan,
5: What's perhaps you could give
1: us the, the context stuff, for... Yeah. That a Boyd was writing about.
0: Yeah, sure. Look, um, it actually precipitated from uh, things that have ensued from the emergence of Google+, Plus, and I'm sure you're all familiar with Google+,'s launch, and it's a, it's a new social network, and it pits itself against uh, Facebook and a number of others, uh, and, of course, a number of other... Strategies that Google have Initiated that haven't borne any Significant fruit uh, But I think they've got about 20 million people in, uh, in Google Plus At the moment And one of the things that they've uh, Been doing is Enforcing real name uh, Authenticity So if you take an Assumed name, if you take a brand Name, they began Deleting accounts uh, no
6: Foreign name
0: Yeah, number of
1: other things. So kind of handle.
0: Well, what Google's trying to say is that we want authentic conversations, uh, and you you can can only do that authentic
5: conversation. Authentic doesn't mean like you can have an authentic conversation between Chip and Dale on a cartoon. Yeah, that's
4: right.
5: And there's a difference between um, real identity, like literal identity, as far as you know, your passport goes, and persistent and stable identities, which a lot of people have got, which aren't their real names, but they're absolutely persistent and stable. So I'm very interested in what the basis for that judgment is.
4: And how they determine
5: that. Yeah.
1: But, but the point behind it all, first of all, why are they after this authenticity?
3: To get rid of bots.
0: Yeah, I think um, spammers, crammers and shammers. I mean, I, I think part of it's that. Uh, I think there's a view that... Twitter has become dominated by, 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 by brands, by yes. spammers and crammers, and Facebook to, to, to a degree as well. So they're, they're trying to start a fret and say, we want to ensure that the conversations that go on here are authentic, um, are real, uh, and the individuals there, um, you know... Really? Look, it's a complex one. They've That's got themselves really a lot of controversy about it because how do you how do you determine that authenticity? Actually, I mean, I follow, they've
6: already I follow every day, every day on Twitter. Every day, I can't them. Remember, you block block them and report them. I can't remember the last time I followed someone back on Twitter.
2: But I had an argument with somebody on Twitter recently about the fact that he times his tweets, so he has his tweets on this rotation. And he will tweet the same thing four times at se- at different intervals over a 24-hour period <laughs> to, to reach the audience. <laughs> to reach all- well, <clears> yeah. <throat> and I, microphone
1: and I so. faded again, Kerry.
2: Sure. I had an argument with somebody over the fact that he timed.
1: You're still very soft.
2: Plug
5: oh, your thing back in, or or move your head, or something. Or
2: Log out of Google.
0: Hello. There's
5: yeah,
2: Alex,
5: you're, you're there. Right oh, Carrie. So while while we're waiting for you, Kerry, I've actually been reading a lot of articles that present that as a really viable strategy for for social media uh, promotions and pro- stuff. Because there's a huge marketing push
4: um, by internal communications organisations, internal communications within organisations, media marketers, advertisers, and so on, who are all seeing social media as a great free way of promoting their products and getting new building brand loyalty, all of those sorts of things. And so what started out as for individuals to use as a networking a personal network has now become taken over. Or well, Google. Would. I agree
2: with that. But the the individual I was talking with um, he's an individual, and he's trying to build up his profile. So he t- he has his tweets on a timer, so he'll tweet the same thing four times over yes. a 24-hour period. But,
5: but he's read and, one of those and articles. And I challenged
2: him on that, and I said, I don't think you're having authentic conversations by doing that, because how are you around 24 hours a day to respond to that? But different people have... And been how different- can- but how can you put it on an automatic timer and have it be authentic?
5: Because that might be his objective, to get listened to rather than to have an authentic conversation. <clears throat> yeah, but
6: that, but that, that, that's all about push, isn't that's it? That's all right. It's, it's like lecturing. It's all... But
0: that's yeah. not
2: a conversation.
5: But, no. who, but who are you? With, since... with
0: Twitter, Twitter has, I think, become, um, you know, push, push. broadcast.
5: so covers. what? If so if you want to have conversations, you, it's like in the street, well, looking up Twitter to someone. it's hard on
0: Twitter have a conversation, is it? You, use, you can use don't the app tool and you can use the you can use a hashtag, but it is difficult to have. Don't get uh, a, uh,
5: don't get, uh, well, it's, it's totally you in don't your really control. Get in but that says more about oh, our yes, networks see, yeah. than it does about the tool. I, I, I think we're replies. wrong to blame yeah. the tool, and I think we're wrong to restrict the tool and assume that people want to undertake the same. You know, you might want to have a conversation. Someone else might want to just retweet and, you know, follow links or something. So, Kerry, I, I, I sort of understand what you're saying, but I'm, given that it seems that I, you just, can
2: I just don't think it's a conversation. That. I think it's a use of the tool, and I agree with you there, but it's not a conversation to have something on, on autopilot. But, but I why just,
5: do you follow him then? Oh, I don't. Okay, so I'm just—I am
2: just,
5: curious as to why it would bother you how somebody else uses their social media.
3: Well, they're insisting that it's a conversation, but as Carrie exactly. defines conversation differently, uh, its uh, like broadcasting pictograms made up of symbols that some people find artistic. Um, you know, when the first fax machine came out, there were numerous artists who would send huge, huge, long faxes that weren't defined by the border lines or the perforations in the paper.
5: But so it's It simply long drawings.
3: Was, That's uh, a version. That's beautiful. It's still a conversation, but it just doesn't follow the same parameters of understood in- incre- signs and ciphers.
6: In- increasingly, um, um, Kerry, I think Twitter is what what you were describing there. I, I think Twitter is less and less a conversation. <laughs>
1: Well, we had one today, didn't we, Kerry? You, me, and Alison and Reese. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but, but
5: this is what I'm. I, I'm not understanding. If you want to have a conversation, you can on Twitter. It's like saying email really sucks because all I get is spam.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
4: but why? But why? If you have a conversation it's with really one person, how different people use it. I use a hammer this way. You use it for something else. So yeah. it,
1: it's 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 changed. I mean, there was of a time course. where Twitter was will. what it was, which were people talking to each other and sharing information. Have they, have, Mainstream have, has moved into Twitter and is taking it over as a broadcast.
2: Having
6: a conversation with four people, Michael, as you're describing today, in Twitter, to me. It's like trying to have a conversation in a very noisy, loud auditorium. I totally agree. Thousands but there are of people. Some people
1: who don't Why, why wouldn't else? you
2: use
6: Google Chat or something like that where. But why? You can still have that conversation, but not in this kind of. But if
5: you're all following 700 people, your Twitter feed's going to be very, very. So if you, if you want to have intimate conversations, follow 12 people and you're going to have intimate conversations because you're not going to see the other streams. Do you know what i I'm, I actually am missing something in terms of what you're complaining about with the Twitter. I'm not getting it. It's well, followed,
3: it's followed. So the follow you know. Why if you, or if you want to have it government. as you're
5: having? Why don't you use Google Chat? Google Chat.
3: Live synchronous.
5: Um, I like I like the serendipity of Twitter uh, about, actually, <laughs> and I wouldn't get that on Google Chat. And I don't particularly want to have conversations on Twitter. If I want to have conversations, I'll do this or. You're just saying that. That's why. You like Twitter, but you can have those conversations. What I like about Twitter is it has minimal restrictions and maximum application. So for me, it's perfect. Okay. I don't, that's, a, I don't, that's a
6: good... Uh, good uh, however, I would think if, you, if you're if you going to go there, I think Google Plus is probably better okay. than Twitter around that because yeah. at least you can direct your... I
2: use Twitter for multiple things, but um, I just think if you're talking about having conversations, which this this person ironically was, was insisting he was having real conversations by broadcasting four times a day.
4: Yeah, well,
1: I would... Oh, I he's gr- dreaming. How does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a PDF man to me.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder how much of um, the 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 Google Plus conversation about authentic conversations and identities. Uh, the London riots, I thought, really introduced some interesting mm. concepts about <laughs> anonymity and what people do when, when uh, they don't think there are any consequences.
3: I've got a great post on that. And I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm going to go and find Lovely. it.
1: Yeah, I read that one, Alex. I was lazy and didn't do it. George Siemens wrote another one
3: similarly when there were some riots in Vancouver about hockey. Yes, and I wrote I wrote one here myself, actually. It's the one above it. And regarding, r- regarding when I was in London, when the London bombings were happening, and at the time, Claire and I were blogging, mobile blogging into the moblog.co.uk servers. And the moblog.co.uk servers were trawled by the London uh, Constabulary, and uh, also a site was set up to immediately by these young fellas to uh, inviting anybody to blog anything they saw, anything of any description whatsoever. And it showed the power of Seuss violence to track down who the perpetrators were of those bombings. Mm. So it's interesting that the 2005 thing of Seuss violence has then moved now to uh, the context of that that people are acting in great awareness of social networking technologies as being a mechanism for social control and judicial policing and also how people are thwarting it. But I'll put this um, link up because I think
2: it's well, well it written by as a party. I found it interesting that they they applauded social um, networking sites during the um the Arab Spring, and then they, yeah. they were considering banning them after the riots. It goes back to, it, it's, it's not the tool, it's how you use it. That's right.
4: Mm. And also, which tool? I mean, if you have a... Wasn't the... I haven't really been following many of the posts on that, but wasn't uh, the fact that so many of these people organizing the rights were using blackberries in the belief that they were encrypted emails and couldn't be accessed? rather
0: than using <laughs> smart very, very naive. Very naive thinking.
4: Well, that's one of BlackBerry's big selling points. Oh. Your email is safe with us. Think that a
0: device that is exclusively by the corporate sector is not going to be tracked and hacked. It's
3: an, it's oh, an oh. A, ALBS device. It's, it's constantly monitored for keywords all the time, like this is at the moment. It's been monitored so, for keywording.
6: So is there is there a well, situation when... Thanks,
3: there. Alex. Thanks, Alex. That's all right. Bring it on. Is there a situation? It is. They're talking into a machine that that, that keywords all the time.
4: (laughs) Robin just aware
3: of it.
6: Robin just asked a good question, which I missed. Sorry, Robin, I missed the question. Is there indeed a situation when the state, when when we would agree, the state should be monitoring and potentially blocking
0: conversations? I don't think so. Myself, personally, no. I don't think so, well,
6: either.
1: I, had a, I, I thought it was quite smart of them to be trying to catch these people in the London riots
3: via social media. I mean, why wouldn't you?
2: Mm.
4: They were breaking the law. Yeah. They were causing it, harm. It, it, they killed three people.
3: It was evidenced in 2005, and it's happened ever since. So... I mean, maybe we need to look more closely at the electronic frontiers. stuff. What, what, if,
6: what if they were, um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we're all probably a similar political persuasion. W- you know, what if it was people of the opposite political persuasion? That's what's starting You know, to the, the, the kind of, you know, extreme right-wing neo-nazi the behaviour. Oh, they
3: it. don't use so it
2: the internet.
3: <laughs> is it like warrantless wiretapping kind of thing? What was that Kerry...
2: Oh, i nothing I was just being facetious no it's our, our
6: distaste for it because
5: mm-hmm.
6: you know because of the nature of
5: the event, but where is what I'm saying. Where do you draw the line? do you stop selling pencils because people might write um you know obscenities do you stop selling um Because people might cut up the letters and do ransom like it, it's well I think the law is that simple.
3: I think the last... What what would you open yourself up to? One of the key ones is, for men particularly, one of the biggest threats for for males is Google's planned outing of um, repeat keystroking to pornography. And particularly during the latter hours of the geographical um, uh, distinctions on on use. Because Telstra itself has divulged that more than sixty percent of its traffic during the geographical night hours of of any region is directed at pornography. Mm. So imagine if imagine if all of a sudden every single site that you'd ever visited suddenly became public. Oh,
4: oh. that is an invasion of anyone's privacy. Mm. What and so you
3: that. So there's a project that the the Electronic Frontiers has got called Surveillance Self-Defense, which is looking at the civil and ethical rights of an individual to remain anonymous even though the network owns the data of the transaction. So we don't own that transaction. Telstra owns that transaction or the ISP or Google owns it in many cases. Then the local cache, uh, your local cache is an actual fact... Defended under civil rights.
5: Is, so. It should, and so it should be. I want to hear the answer to your question from the rest of you because Stefan and I have said what we think. What do you think is self problem? Uh,
6: I I think it's got to be. It, it's got to be consistent. I, I guess is what I'm saying. So if 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 we say no, absolutely, you know that. It shouldn't be monitored. It shouldn't be blocked. in this particular event, well, then it goes for everything. I, I don't think you, I don't think you can be selective about, you know, when when.
1: This was conversations you talked about. Mm.
5: Well, I don't think um, you're talking about monitoring just wanton. Like at the moment, I think my comment
6: was: Is there? Is there a situation, is there a point at which it is legitimate for the state to shut down social media
0: channels? No, I don't I
5: don't think there is, but but I I think there are times...
0: I think there are a couple of issues there. One is about whether the state actually uh, monitors conversations between free citizens. And I think
2: maybe, you know,
0: that may be a good or a bad thing. I mean, ASIO, whatever, you know.
5: But they still have a set of boundaries, like um, suspicion, they have to get warrants signed off by judges. So those sorts of um, parameters, I think, make it valid. So it depends on whether you mean...
0: But shutting it down, what you're talking about now is shutting down contemporary public sphere. Yes. The public sphere has moved into the internet. And to shut down the internet on the basis of uh, potential potential threat to to to, to the state's uh, security, to me that's very dangerous. I I, I think (laughs) whenever there's civil unrest, the most you want is for citizens to be able to communicate, to discourse, to engage, a conversation. You do not want the state to be shutting down conversation between citizens. when uh, when our society is at a critical juncture. So you're distinguishing between
6: monitoring and
0: shutting down. Yes,
6: absolutely. Absolutely. I I think it's kind of academic because
4: I think if you had a very, um, you know, you think of times in history where newspapers and broadcasting stations have been severely censored or curtailed. Yes. You know, a, a totalitarian regime of any ilk is going to do it whether we think it's a good, whether we would approve it or not. Yeah. They're not going to wait for a legal opportunity to do that. They will just do it. So and it's an they, academic they, they argument. I China
0: would think twice. No. <laughs> oh, well, Robin, they, they already is, apply is, it. Is there, a, is there a case for the state shutting down the internet? And I, I would argue no, there is not ever.
5: I thought your question was not about shutting down, I thought it was about monitoring. Yeah, surveillance. And I thought the um, assumption was surveil whether you like it or not. There's no question about that.
0: Well, I don't care if the state watches what I do. Everything I do is in public. So I don't don't have anything that the state's not going to look at. I, I am a free public citizen and every conversation I have is in the public arena. So I have nothing to fear by the state looking well, at if it. If your aim was subversion, then you're not going to do it in a way that can be monitored, are you? Well, a citizen ought to be but able but to... But
5: um, your private um, discussions with Robin? Like, well, let's hmm. look at the Hackgate stuff, you True. know, where people, just, it's people...
6: the keystrokes. If they were seriously interested in
0: what
5: Steph said to me, then... <laughs> quite
0: well Be a slow news day, do you think well let's just exactly <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the STASI files and the ASIO files they do go into that sort of pedantry of everyday life I
5: know but I'm, you're saying you live your life in public I, I actually think that um, no one has the right to so you say you live in public and everything you do is in public I'm the opposite I think nothing that I do is anyone's business mm. especially the state and
6: I, and I know people who say why do you put Pictures and Flickr. I don't understand why you put pictures and Flickr. You know, why don't you just send it to email? I mean, it's it's a.
3: um, How do you defend that? What do you say to them?
6: There is nothing private about. If, If there are images that are so that I take that are so private that I wouldn't want. Anyone beyond my closest to see them. I'm not, it's not going to
5: put
0: them. In
5: exactly. Trigger. If I put it's them in here, I'm quite happy. My That's view right, is that people put anywhere put in the world. On the
0: internet see. it is public. Yes. My view is the internet is a public discourse. And if you if you, if you it's do not normal, public, don't put it on. Don't put it on right. the internet. Okay. That's my view about the internet. Okay.
3: So what they what they're saying is, why are you putting photos of people on the internet? when discernibly they would have appreciated them not being put on the internet, just being sent to them directly so that person doesn't have to exist in a public sphere visually that way because of facial tracking and tagging and all the rest of it that goes on now.
6: That wasn't exactly what I said. And and if somebody said to me, I really don't want you to put pictures of me online, I I would would
3: take it down.
5: So so Stefan, with the Google circles thing, in that are you saying then that if someone has a circle of Mm. ten people, Mm. everyone in the world has the right to break into that circle and read it? Um, No, I
0: don't. I don't think so. I think no, no.
5: So you're saying anything you put on the internet in public is in public?
0: I I think I I I think that I think you're very. I believe if you put something on the internet, even if you put it in Facebook or you put it in a in a circle in, in Google+, you run, the potentiality is that it effectively is public. Even though at that time you put it there... It may you, not be. It, it might not be. But the reality is, look at Facebook, they've changed the goalposts yeah. all the time. Think, what's public and what's yeah, yeah. not I right
6: think if, if you were there is so something to put potential. Yeah.
0: Else. yeah. If,
6: you, if you were concerned that... In the future, something potentially
2: mm.
5: will be used or become public, and don't put it online. Yeah. But how can you possibly conceive of what, like, if you look at um, the way Howard introduced all these retrospective laws, how can you possibly imagine what someone in the future might introduce that can effectively make what you do, you know, criminal or. or yeah. um, well, if you've got any concerns about that, you don't put it online.
4: Mm.
6: Do so what are these new changes to Facebook?
3: Music, music, like MySpace. New changes to Facebook? They, oh. uh, there are some yeah, changes they're...
6: about about how, how and who you direct, what you
1: post to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the, the personalisation was... thing again. If you don't pay much attention to messages from Joe Blow... Joe Blob drops down to the bottom of your feed, or even off it. Your feed now consists of the people that you spend more time with. And that's a Google Plus. Yeah. So, and I'm very suspicious after reading this book now about Google Voices or Google Plus because I think Google might say they're after authenticity bullshit. They're after data. They're after more user uh, information.
6: I agree with that.
1: Facebook are in the same game and it's really interesting that the more data they get, the more accurate their predictions are, the more powerful it is commercially and it's just about getting information from us. And as someone in this book is quoted, if if something is free, it's it's because you are the product being sold.
2: Uh, I was saying, no Sorry,
4: Carrie, you disappeared. Come back up the well.
3: <laughs> Can't hear you, Carrie. Uh,
2: I was just saying there's no such thing as free.
3: No such thing as No. Free. no. It's yes. free as in beer. still costs something. It's enjoyable.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it comes down to, again, it comes back to digital literacy, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, the, being able to kind of analyze this potential and to think through the consequences mm. of what you post where and when is quite, yeah. you know, a substantial skill and requires constant vigilance, if you like. Mm. I mean, I, I given
5: what I see some people post online... Hearing Listening to you just then uh, say that, I was thinking about... Kinds, you know, and because when I was thinking about what might sort of um, be introduced in the future, and um, you're not allowed to make a joke at an airport about planes crashing. Yeah. Like, what the
4: For fuck?
5: Example. Like, seriously, why? And of course, if someone's being a troll or, or, or a weirdo, sure, grab them and, and do something. But it. it there's, they're chipping away at public life all the time so that you can't even make jokes or you get like they're describing everything we can or can't talk about. Little we scientists
6: we take jokes serious.
5: Yeah. And even I'm thinking of the last time I was in Melbourne I noticed this like subversive little shop and you know they had banned books and I don't remember there being banned books, but we're getting oh, banned books again. So so it's not just on the on internet. In there. It's possible that they will sort crimes there will be thought crimes in the future because we're we're narrowing down. Very everything. 1984. Yes. The the thing that 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 really concerns
4: me is what Michael was talking about earlier that that I hadn't I read was reading about the other day that this the Google that I see is not the Google like if I typed in China. I would get a different listing of articles about China than
5: you would, yeah, Rose, yeah. or that Robin would, or anyone. No, actually, we, would, we would all get teacups because that's what we're in. <laughs> <not just about. laughs> but the really
4: worrying thing is that, that we've become aware of it because we're in this sphere and we, we think about and mm. talk yeah, about it. talk. interesting thing. We but but
6: all sit here and, and yeah, type and in.
4: China. <laughs> but the, the, the point I'm making is that for people who are not aware of it and who think that Google is a totally valueless and non-filtering but just giving them access to a worldwide of information would not even know that the information that's being served up to them has been specially selected based on their previous choices and predilections which means that this is how people's worldviews become reinforced. They never become challenged on their worldview because if they think that China's a good place, they'll get articles about the good things about China. If they think China is a scary monster threat that's going to dominate the world, those are the sort of articles
5: they'll get. And, if China says and they'll never Google, have that challenge. And if China or anything says to Google, well, actually, we don't want you to serve that... So, <clears throat> so the other side of that is when Google decides not to serve up certain things, regardless of how you feel about it. So... Mm -hmm. that's that's the thing that concerns I probably haven't said it very well but that's what concerns me that people are going to continually have I think echo was the word that Michael used the the internet was always going to do that because I look at my Twitter stream and I, I don't know how I keep doing it but Everybody says the sorts of things that I would say. So I notice that I've got no right wing I don't I try to follow that's part of here. the
0: think bubble yeah, that Michael's yeah, talking about. And, yeah, and, and, and it's my not choice. just
5: yeah, it is track your track choice,
0: yeah. yes. And that I think um, Michael's blamed Google, all that Michael's blamed Google, but I mean it's no, It's it, it also part of human nature and these tools give us the capacity to create niche yeah, yeah, yeah. segments that we're interested
5: in to reinforce our, you know, yeah. our. It's ideas. hard work it's being, hard challenged. being
6: challenged. Yeah. yeah, but it is hard work being challenged, and mm-hmm. and a lot of people will choose to follow people and connect with people who have similar views, which is
4: fine because on Twitter they they know they're doing it because they choose, but on Google they're not even aware. I certainly wasn't aware until I read that article. I was on a bit slow. It's it's That's What was happening? I thought. I was getting totally unbiased.
5: Look, Google now, are you on Gmail? Gmail now tells you who you talk to a lot, and it tells you why they're highlighting particular um, people.
1: And and since Gmail came along, Google are even better at this tracking stuff because you're signed in wherever you go. You're signed in all over the place. So you're getting more. So I'm beginning to think I'm going to use a separate browser that is not Google-related. And I'm not signed born. into Gmail yes. or whatever <laughs> so that they're not gathering data. So yes. just to start, I don't know, you know, a little token. Well,
4: that's it. You open one of your Gmail in, into, um, emails
1: and, it's got and an all ad the ad That ads. matches the topic of the email. And all the it's incredibly ads. clever. And this, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that oh, this was... Just things, contextually yeah. aware. <laughs> yeah, and we we loved it. We thought it was a good thing. But the browser are It's now becoming more and more of so ever present that it's it's too much of a good thing and it's now becoming a dangerous thing so
3: do you do you Michael do you fear omnipresence do you
1: it's just a principle Alex sure
3: but, but what's the fear of the omnipresence what what is it that's making you I just don't think anybody should be in charge or, of all that
1: data about people Absolutely. and they're not even an elected government they're a company really? you know they're a
3: company. But, The consortiums control governments, that's, you know, we're well... well, I mean, we can argue that one, too, but, I mean, let's just allow for arguments, say
1: that at least governments are elected to to have some kind of authority. Companies are not, and Google just assumes this authority. Can
4: we start again? Could we start another internet?
3: Absolutely. it's It's been said. Can we? I don't know. Facebook did, so we should be able to.
1: Bloody Mark Zuckerberg, he he brags that Facebook in a day produces more news feeds than every um, like corporate, what do you call it, broadcast has happened in their entire lifetime.
0: Well, there's that's one not, trillion page views in
1: Facebook a month. Kerry, have we lost you?
3: Looks like we may have. Hmm. I, th- I think the most important thing is how is how is this type of uh, technology, you know, informing or influencing what we're doing as educators, because what I'm seeing is a, is a far greater consortium push that you're either a Facebook type of person or you're a Google type of person. You know, it's there are it certain in- streams of information and access from one or the other. Irrespective of what the the existing systems are within that environment. If you've got an open access to the internet, then you are
5: Isn't that
4: just like happening. being a David Jones shopper or a Meyer shopper?
3: It is. Yeah.
4: They're essentially the same.
3: Yeah, I suppose it's just difference. But they're they're more collective difference. They're not they're not as as um, indigenous. There's not as much fragmentation. They're more collective, they're larger larger groups of, it's just one big tribe isn't it really
5: One thing I'm getting a bit pissed off with is um, how narcissistic I think we all are and how that's being encouraged by things like Twitter Like, so there's people I know on Twitter who I follow mm. and like but increasingly I feel like I'm reading Barbie's diary kind of thing where they're just making well, announcements all the me. time mm. Well, I'm not going to name
6: names So
5: mm. um, but do you know what I mean? I think it's actually bringing out aspects of our personalities that probably could do with, you know, been, just Just so the listeners know, they're pouring, um, plugging, very attractive-looking drinks here.
3: <laughs> How often do we publish things that are written in a quiet space with no referencing or no hyperlinking, as Michael would say? Yeah, we just write them in a silent space and then we just transmit them without necessarily inviting a response or or anything in between. Once a year for me.
6: That's quite a big thing. It's something that I'm battling with at the moment. I mean, why do you do that? Do what? Post-reflective thinking. Publicly.
1: Contributing to the body of knowledge.
6: It is. It is. But
3: you need a search engine find think, it.
6: We think reflectively all the time. At what point do you say, "I'm going to not only make that particular piece of thinking public, but I'm going to write it down so that yeah. it is, you know, has yeah,
1: persistence." Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I agree with what you say, Rose, but. I mean, I often refer to my own life as a, an example. I mean, I started doing something on the internet because I was just intrigued. You know? what the hell is this? Let's give it a go. And it snowballed, and my yeah. life changed, and I I'm like the way talking my about life everything. changed.
5: I'm talking about very recent history where I think Twitter has brought out an additional facet. So all these people, the people that I'm talking about, there's not any particular person, but... Uh, I'm saying there's an element of narcissism that is now added to the mix. So I'm certainly not talking about blogging yeah, or in
1: reality TV. Mm. Yeah, it, it
5: it almost is as if we're being invited to act out, you know, that those personas of mastership and and,
1: and that you we know. will become famous. What
2: are you think
5: going
1: the to do yeah, yeah, I'm going to be famous.
2: Famous. <laughs> it's,
5: it's almost like we already are famous. And but the key words. word is act out. I think mm. I mean, yes, mm. and it, it's not.
6: There is a difference between that and truly personal reflective thinking, which is intensely personal and real yeah. and hard work. a book called a
4: Pioneer Women of Australia, and it's a collection of excerpts from personal diaries and letters of pioneer women.
0: They
4: became
6: diary,
0: public. diary of an Edwardian lady. But, look, but, look, but of, they I, became public, so their value in, time. And in terms of an
5: historical narrative uh,
0: became invaluable.
1: us now we do it.
5: When I was blogging, the reason I was blogging was geography. The people that I wanted to share those thoughts with were not around me and I knew that they were all on the internet so I had to go there if I wanted to share those. And would you, if you had had them close to you and you could speak to them, I would never have blogged. Except, um, well, all of us have friends all over the place. But yes, if if all the people in the world that I like to have fun with were in the same village there's no way on god's earth i would be publishing to a blog what i find refreshing about reading blogs and one of the ones that i've referred to you
4: in the past was um penelope trump the brazen careerist which is quite sort of an off-the-wall sort of blog but it's the it's the looking for the unexpected it's it takes your life can take your life in, and you your thinking in different directions. And it can also I love reading other people's blogs, you know, and I love finding new blogs because it does challenge your own thinking and, and, and often you don't have time in your work life or in you know, you're not in a collegiate situation where you can have those sorts of conversations readily. So it's an opportunity to read and reflect and either have your own thinking challenged or reinforced or pushed further by the generosity of people who are willing to block.
1: I like that idea, and it, it just something went off in my head that earlier in a previous life, it was more random. Who you came across and who you got to spend time with in your life was random because you didn't have this mass media to kind of curate the people you hung out with. And I've, no, I've talked about this with Robin and Steph, but one of the things that fascinates me about Flickr is it's random. And I just love the random nature of the connections and the random nature of the topics. So I just all of a sudden had a flash that maybe it's kind of, it's taken me back to a time where it wasn't so curated and that's why I love Flickr. I don't know, it just went off.
6: you think some of the connections that you make in Flickr are a result of the little feed that comes up when you, log, when you go to Flickr of the most recent uploads. Mm. I, I, it's the only way I can think that some people who follow me in Flickr have found, found you, yeah. Yeah. that
5: they that, that just happen to see an image. And that's the user design, isn't it? So, Kerry, I don't know what you're learning in your user design course. Oh, she's gone. Has oh, she? But what, what I'm interested in is how, what elements of user design do find that sweet spot where you, you're you not um, sort of interrupting the, the relationships that you're facilitating them without being too obvious? Mm. Because Flickr does seem to get it right. I'm astonished at how many people have met on Flickr and have sustained relationships. wonderful connections with people around the world
6: who have similar interests in design and mosaics and art and things like that. But I have other people who follow me, and I look and I think, "Why? why? Why did you make that connection? And the only thing I can think... Because I go back to their account and I look at the things that they're interested in and there's connection there. Me. The only thing I can think of is that an image. they saw some an sort. image yeah. that, that triggered their interest in some way. Mm. Uh,
1: well, I know for me that, I mean, as you probably notice, I'm a bit obsessive about tagging Mm. And that's when I, mean, I think a lot of people find my photos because I tag, and they're searching for a particular thing, and some, it shows up. Some that.
6: people do, some people do, but I get a lot of people following me who, and um, that's what I look for—an interest, a, a connection in yeah. terms of interest. And in a lot of cases, I don't find that. Would so it be a it's common, more than that? Could it be? It's like when I, when I'm
4: getting bored of my Twitter feed, I'll think, "I like you. Who do you follow?"
2: <laughs> I
1: do that all the
2: time. That is
0: Hello. Hello. Hi. You're vacuuming, Alex. Uh,
2: oh, trying to get a mic Hi, the old age. my mic going off, is it?
0: Yeah, now you're working now. You're back.
1: Hey.
4: <laughs> <laughs> my father's.
1: 50
0: foot ham radio. Ham
4: radio. <laughs> I didn't know that it was a ham
0: radio.
1: I'm a ham. I'm a ham. Yeah, dad was right into it. BK
4: 2 yg Yeah, I don't know. Dad's equipment is still stored somewhere.
1: I yeah,
6: no, a, 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 a full
4: amateur license.
1: Plain cereal. Yeah, no, I got
6: a full. I got a full. I got full amateur license. the apocalypse comes, we'll be fine. I'm a ham. <laughs> 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 I can do things. Just connect <laughs> Oh, well,
2: don't
1: worry, <laughs> I'll you know. over here. Yeah. I don't know what don't know I'll know do. Comes to an end.
5: So, how many people around this table and and here are on Google Google Plus?
1: I'm on Google Plus. Not me yet. I am, but I'm totally passive. I'm it like. Uh, uh, it's done
2: nothing for me.
1: Uh,
6: and Perry, I agree. I, I I'm there, but I I'm not using it. I just can't. I can't. I can't manage. Like I, I can't um, manage Facebook. There's no. It's way. good.
3: I just don't have the time. <laughs> we've all reached a threshold of no more. Yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting.
5: Exactly. Five or even two years from now, will we still be? Like, where will we be? Like, we've if you only, don't have
3: we've only turned on ten percent of our brains, so we're still at ninety percent to go.
6: I, I, oh, I need mine right now. I'd like to. I know we must be getting close to the end of this, but I'd like to get back and ask Michael and potentially Alex a, a question about identity and connections in Facebook because
2: mm-hmm.
6: for me, Facebook is very much about reasonably intimate connections with family and close friends and people I would have sitting around this table here tonight. And I guess that's how I would define it.
0: Well, that's why you like Buzz.
6: And that's why I like Buzz. How, However, so if, and I think this is the result, this is caused by a lack of um, some people's understanding about how Facebook works, but... I get requests from organisations in Facebook who wish to be my friend. Now, I have no idea who they are on a personal level. It's an organisation. It could be anyone. And the kinds of conversations I have in Facebook, I do wish to filter who... I speak to and who sees the conversations I have with people who are near near and dear to me. So I'm going to ask Michael and Alex why you allowed the TAFE New South Wales eHub to friend you in Facebook, whereas that's something that I would never do. That that TAFE New South Wales eHub could be anyone in the world. Why do you allow that to, that whoever it is, to see your personal connections in Facebook? If, if,
2: and and, and yeah. I can say this
6: because I'm quite happy to connect with the TAFE New South Wales eHub, but I will do it via a page or via a group. And this is what I mean that I don't think they understand how
1: Facebook works. At the Moodle conference, they did a presentation. And so I saw a couple of people talk. Say? Yeah, two of the 64. And uh, so it popped up a few days later. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's how I treat Facebook. I just say, yeah, okay. But I never go there. I don't go there unless I'm summoned. So it's simply because I was at a presentation, there were two people there. He said, okay, fine. on meet,
6: Facebook?
1: Uh, almost never. Okay.
6: Well, that, that's Alex, why. Yeah. Alex?
3: Uh, very similar. Is who, who's the principal um, owner of that particular facility? Is it is it um, like the e-hub itself? Is that to do with Diana or Julie or? Oh well,
0: no, does that matter?
3: It doesn't. But I think it was in the context of a conversation I was having with one of those people, and that they had befriended me from that environment. Very soon after I had the conversation with I them, guarantee, I the guarantee that.
6: The- the person, the person managing it, is not behind that account uh, at all. <clears throat> so, I, I'm just, I, you know, I, I guess this comes back to our uh, the core subject of this
0: authenticity
6: of this, which was around all this authenticity and real names. I mean, there are spaces where I'm quite happy to, you know. If uh, uh, an identity is saying interesting things and doing something that I can see value in, then I'm happy to follow it. But Facebook is one place where I need to be fairly certain that the intimate conversations that I'm having with people close to me um, are not going to be violated in some way.
2: But again, I think okay. it comes back to how you view the tool. And a lot of organizations are, have jumped into Facebook and they are seeing it as a broadcast tool, a one-way conversation, a way of being in the village where However, everybody else is.
6: However, Kerry, that needs to be done via a group or a page, not via a, a personal newsfeed.
5: feed. So how does that thing work? So you,
3: I I you, you construct a page and create an identity around an established but not personal or singular okay. identity. You can't get into it unless you're. A
6: page is something that you like. Yeah. So if an organisation sets up a page and they post events, news, so how you know, would comments, they interact with you, etc.? How would they you know, find your
5: interest? They
6: you? typically on other sites like their website will say follow us here. Uh, and you can like them there. Okay, so, so the Take News of Wales eHub could have a page that that promotes what they do, uh, etc. And um, via their website, which they have, they could say follow us here. And it's like a feed. Okay. If they post, if I like them, they can, what they say will come into my feed. And I'll so read it. Or they can have a group. And groups are much more around um,
5: specific conversations around a particular topic or area or. But instead of friending uh, you, what would they do to get you to go to their page and like them?
6: Uh, If I know that they're on Facebook, I can search for them. But they can't. If they have a website, they can uh, promote it there and I can click on it and go to your wall.
0: When well, the have were yeah. asked why they did this, they said it was based on a misunderstanding of how Facebook works, and they did so because they actually modelled themselves on the framework.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and,
6: <laughs> which is also somebody who tried to friend me in Facebook on a, on a personal level, and I ignored.
3: We, 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 uh, we bear a, a lot of responsibility if we go back through the testament of time of of conversations Robin particularly with with uh, LearnScope teams who and we you and I many many times would have this discussion with the team and say please don't set up a um, space uh, that poses as being yourself personally because at the conclusion of the project funding it's quite likely that The nature of this space will be left uh, unedited, uh, uh, perhaps uh, fully open or not, and undefendable. Um, It's better that you contextualise this in the context of the project itself and describe it as that. And that's what I'm hearing much the same. And I use Facebook pretty much like an RSS feed. I log in and I very rarely interact in there, but I'm watching everything. And... you know, it's particularly family that I'm watching. Yeah. I'm using it more yeah. as a mechanism uh, because I have children who are dispersed and family dispersed globally. Who, um, you know, that's the and reason.
6: who only use Facebook? You, you like me, Alex. I mean, you know, I probably wouldn't be in there if the people I wanted to connect with used other spaces. So you go where your network yeah, is. So you, you raise something. It's often
4: you raise place. something there about. RSS that I thought was interesting. And that's what I was thinking. I think people are starting organisations, corporations and so on, are using Facebook, whereas once they would have said, come to our website, and they would have had an RSS. So if you wanted to stay in touch with the latest product from, you know... You subscribe
3: like, to them. You so feed, subscribe. Feed, read, feed readers died a savage death, and that's what Facebook's but, being used for, and that mechanism of...
5: It's not appropriate. But the thing is, you're not going to subscribe to Harvey that's Norman, cool, Norman and advantage. the other 500 people who want to own it. No. So... So the reason they're poking you and wanting to friend you is so that they can actually latch onto you.
3: Yeah, I, I get it quite... My, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter says, when I'm logged in, why are you in here? And then Kamali says, her, her, the oldest one says, I thought you hated being in here. So there's two different generations of thought just around my own perceptions of, of Facebook over five years as well.
6: There's some interesting stuff, and Steph is trying to wrap this up, but there's some interesting things in Donna Boyd's uh, article connected with this uh, around um, children and parents and Facebook, and I think for parents, there is another digital literacy here, and that is about... Thinking critically about when and how, if your children allow you to connect with them online via social media, how you engage with them, when you do and when you don't, and being very savvy about boundaries.
3: Mm.
6: And I and I think it's it's a, it's a literacy in its own right. And I think it's a literacy that we, as adults, as parents, I see as, pa- as parents, <laughs> um, need to
0: be very mindful of. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Michael's articulated the parental um, perspective quite well. Well,
6: it's about knowing. It's about knowing. <laughs> well, think it. I'm very lucky that my children connect with me in Facebook, but I'm very conscious of boundaries and I'm very careful about when I comment and when I don't.
2: And I think that extends to other um, types of authority like schools, thinking that they can censure students and expel them because on their Facebook pages to their friends, they say a certain teacher is a bastard or a certain teacher is... Is unfair or, or, or they blow off steam about something that happened in school in their space in their time, but because it's semi public and it's semi permanent to permanent, schools feel they have the right to mm-hmm. punish the kids. That's but an abuse, kids, but yet these kids aren't allowed to go out to places after dark. So where else are they going to say these things?
1: And we certainly used to say them behind closed it's, doors. It's none, of the
5: school, it's none of the school's business. That's an abuse. That's an abuse. And because it's it's so grey and fuzzy, uh, that no one can think clearly enough to name it as an abuse. I, I do think that that we've, we're in a
4: situation where the technology has well out is outstripping daily yes. our ability to synthesize yes. the impact. Yeah. And the the, the long term effects of of what it's doing, and and that's what's causing people to you know start like we're all saying no, we don't want to do good, we because we know that we should be synthesizing what what the impact of these things yeah. and there's a limit to what you can you can do in the time yeah.
0: available. The
2: Which impact. you've just you've just provided my answer to whether or not I think government should regulate social media and the internet. You've just provided my answer, which is be, we still don't understand it. Even people with your level of sophistication are admitting that you can't always understand the implications. So mm. how much less so a bureaucrat?
3: Well, perhaps we just need to continue to use proprietal solutions that are far more retarded than <laughs> um, <laughs> heaps amounts of money.
4: I guess, we, <laughs> I guess we accept, though, too, that then... For what seemed like a wonderful, I I just felt like it was Christmas every day to be able to go onto the internet and find new stuff. Um, I still do. I know, yeah, and, and and and, but unfortunately, I read that this is actually addictive. It's the dopamine hit I get when I find something new. It doesn't. It could be that you know, there are three-headed cats in Manchu, in, yeah. in you know. But wow, this is a this is an exciting. I've had a new fact, so I've got my hit for the day.
2: But well, here's one for uh, you, Melanie. Is it any it's more up, of a hit than feeling smarter than the idiots they show on reality television? <laughs>
3: <laughs> here's no. one for you, Melanie. Next time that you it's open up a browser. Next time you open up a browser, yeah, um, don't go to Google. Just in in the actual address bar, yep,
2: you I do would that Usually that
3: put time. HTTP.
2: Just no, type type in, type in a
3: too. straight question. Yep,
2: I've tried that. They do that all the time.
3: And it, I haven't tried it's a
2: question a, though. Yeah, go on. It ends
3: up with Google anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> no, but from a mind like a, a mind's picture question, like. You know, something that's, I wonder, like a, a question like, I wonder what the most exciting thing is that's going to happen to me today? Question mark. Enter.
4: I'll get home and, so.
5: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
3: that's the big bubble. <laughs> That's it. The think bubble...
5: But see, the, the browsers, I, it's not just Google. Mozilla is, is behaving really strangely for the last couple of years. Are they also measuring and count like?
1: I think oh, yeah, it's another problem. Firefox is great. They, they know it's a problem. It's a technical issue. They I don't think it's a technical
5: up. issue. I think they're, with surveillance and stuff, I actually think that... Um, Firefox is becoming very Microsofty.
3: And it's it's tonight. got a, it's they call it a customization. Oh,
5: of course they do. They don't let
4: if there's a new install, you actually can't you can't choose not to have it.
3: Webify me, that's what it's called. Their customization. Oh, that's
0: okay. In debt, we still use IE six. We're all fine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I guess what I was trying to say before is about the you know getting the hit and the excitement of wow, I can suddenly get all this information at my fingertips, and I can. See new things and meet people online that I would never get a chance to, to meet or talk to but or make connection with. But there's a cost and it comes back to something that we said earlier, there is a cost and the cost is the surveillance, the surveillance, the, the filter bubbles, all of these things which become us, permanence in the pool.
3: We all, en- enjoy- we all enjoyed that video, we are becoming the machine, the machine is becoming us.
5: I miss Web One, frankly. I think since Web Two, in inverted commas, came along, there is a lot less diversity. I miss the old days where every man and his dog had like a web page or what was that old account that they used to? What was that old?
3: There were lots of homestead. Yeah, <laughs> you're still on that. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs>
5: Geocities. 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 Geocities.
3: Geocities. 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 Lycos.
0: sites. Yeah.
5: When I go to the web, it seems to, me, it seems
0: to
5: me the web is a much, much is smaller place than it used to be. GeoCities. It's um, that? yes. we, yeah. we have a lot. Lot less choice than we did actually, anyway. Yeah. Once, so You're in right. terms of encounter, right. you know, serendipity and stuff, there's a I'm lot of this, this is
1: why I don't go to Facebook because I resent the fact. But I'm beginning to think that maybe my naive trust in Google is a little <laughs> <of place>. well. <laughs> oh. shut up, you.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> can't. <care. laughs> <laughs>
5: What I'm surprised about is that the squillion geeks on the planet haven't banded together loosely to build an Uber structure well, that isn't a proprietary format. Geeks and they, banded together a kind of... They're banded together for all... They're the experts at banding together for these sorts of projects. And and I also, like, a few years ago, I became very interested in what was what I was finding identified as opaque data, but I've never been able to find it since then, and the concept of opaque data was data that can be transmitted from me to you, Kerry, and if it has to go through Alex, Alex can't actually see it. So there were some technologies that I sort of was reading about that sort of disappeared where data could be transmitted opaquely so that um, it wasn't, you know, surveilled or, or that kind of stuff. I <clears> I <throat> IRC chat. What
3: was that? IRC Mirrors. They're sort of, machi- uh, you know, talking in machine <laughs> language between people that that people can view it, but they can't understand what it, it's. It's another literacy in its own right. It's like most of, the, most of Australia is run on, on electronic grids uh, that are run by, you know, um, power stations and substations and substations that are within suburbs and so on, and they're all controlled by people who talk with each other in IRC chat. Yeah. Yeah. They, don't, they don't talk with each other through anything else. Well, we
0: get on to ley lines. Well, I think we should um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: think
0: <they> went, yeah. <laughs> We should wrap this podcast up uh, at this point. Uh, I can
3: see Stefan standing there with a divining stick in his hand. <laughs> He's <laughs> got to edit this.
0: <laughs> no, actually not too much editing. Is
3: it's like? pointing at the fridge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'd like to thank everyone for all their contributions mm. a great podcast it was a good one it was good and
4: and thank you michael for coming all this way to be here in person with us tonight such a delight
1: just let me know when the next one is on that note that is the end
3: good night folks
2: good, <laughs> night. good night good night carrie good night <laughs> good night